0: All right, everybody. Meteorologist Andrew Gordon here with Chief Meteorologist Dave Turley on another edition of the First Alert Weather Podcast. We had a, a little break in the action because of some vacation time, but you know what, Dave? We are heating things right back up. And yeah. And it is hurricane season. Just in time for hurricane season. Hey, so...
1: We're well rested. We're ready to go yep. for this upcoming hurricane season. And, and basically, right on cue, we're recording this on Wednesday, June 1st. We have some tropical activity, which we are monitoring. I don't know how much of an impact, uh, as far as direct impacts, we are actually yep. going to see. But it's something that uh, people in Florida are definitely going to be watching.
0: Yeah. You know, some of the rainfall total projections are five plus inches for extreme South Florida, the Keys, depending on exactly where this low goes. As we're talking about this on Wednesday afternoon, we finally are kind of getting a sense of circulation with this invest. And once you have that, then it really helps, you know, where the storm is going to go. Once you get a closed off circulation, or at least, you know, a better defined one, right. then you can kind of figure out, well, where's this top that is in the ocean going to spin? And until you have that, It's just a bit more jumbled.
1: Yeah, and computer models were still kind of, I wouldn't say all over the place, but there was a a, a margin for error there. I know the the European model was bringing the center eventually a little bit further northward and through more central Florida, maybe the I-4, Tampa, Orlando area. Uh, The GFS have been pretty consistent, keeping it a little bit more of a weaker system and bring it more southward through the Florida Keys and into northern areas of the Bahamas, but again, that was before you mentioned we have we had a, a more of a, a, a low pressure, an actual center of low pressure. We're going to be getting that probably either today or, or tomorrow, and we'll have a better idea. The computer models will on where the system is going to go.
0: Yeah, and it's it's interesting how this works. We don't usually see a system that has already been named in the Eastern Pacific then hop over into. The Atlantic Basin. So we can, I guess, call this the ghost of Agatha. It was a, a system that made landfalls a category to hurricane. Now it's not really, it's an invest. The hurricane center is investigating it. And then if it were to become strong enough to be named, it would be Alex. So, you know, kind of the same circulation. It lost that center, regaining it. It's kind of just like the sloppy seconds that energy <laughs> is reforming back on. And then that's what's going to bring rain, no matter if it's named or not, right. to South Florida.
1: And, and just to, to, if people are listening, why is it getting a different name? Well, every region into uh, the, the world really uh, depending on where you fall will have different names for your tropical systems we are in what we call the atlantic basin which is made up of the atlantic ocean the caribbean sea and the gulf of mexico we have our own set of names agatha the storm came from the eastern pacific which has its own set of names so it was agatha It is no longer Agatha. If it develops now into the Atlantic Basin, it's going to get the first name on the Atlantic season of 2022, which is Alex.
0: You know, it could get even more confusing later in the season. At least they're both A's. Imagine if, you know, a B made landfall and we were further along and we had to translate it over to whatever the D name is, you know. So at least that is uh, a little bit consistent with the lettering. And I know we'll probably have to answer a few of those questions going forward. But, you know, all in all, it – By definition, Dave, we had a slower start to the (laughs) preseason, I guess you could say, because we didn't have a named system before the official start to hurricane season. First time in seven years? I
1: think seven. I think the last six we've had had a a system start earlier. Uh, Most of them were May. I think we had one earlier, maybe in April, I think, one year. It could in be, you
0: know, we, Dave and I always say to each other, you know, Cutter was always good about like knowing, oh, this happened on this day, at this exact time. And Dave and I are kind of like, they all kind of blend together. It's so, what
1: you've been doing it for so long. A lot of the systems they and years all kind of blend together, unless it's a big system, right. then it'll stand out. But yeah. Um, I know one year we had two actually name them in last year. It was last year, the year before we actually had the A and the B storm form in the month of May or before the official start of hurricane season. But this year, officially, we made it to June 1st. So whatever happens the next day or so, it's what's expected.
0: Yeah. And technically, this system here is an invest and they get a designation from 90 to 99. So this is invest 91 L. The L is then assigned to the Atlantic Basin. So it doesn't have a name yet, but that is its designation that, you know, this is the name of this little complex of storms that the hurricane center is watching. And, you know, I think it's just interesting that, that we're starting off like this because you can see us go through a progression. Then it could be a potential tropical cyclone. Then you get into a depression and then maybe a a storm and then you get a name. But, you know, I think that there are some of these words that get thrown out there that are kind of confusing sometimes. So just very simply, and invest is an area that the hurricane center is investigating. It doesn't mean that anything has formed yet. If you get into the potential tropical cyclone, which is usually a little bit shorter lived, it means that, you know, it's not yet a tropical cyclone. That's why you have the word potential in front of it, but it does have a high chance of formation. And then you have the threat of those tropical storm conditions, you know, to affect the land within 48 hours. That's what it is. So you have to get like, then we get into the, the nitty gritty specifics. I know that the naming can get a little bit confusing at sometimes, which is why we typically just focus on the impacts.
1: So. Yeah, exactly. And that potential tropical cyclone, the hurricane center started doing that just a few years ago. Yeah, just recent. Um, Because we had these systems that weren't tropical in nature, but were expected to be, and they're going to develop right next to land. And there's going to be like little to no warning once that develops. So they have a way now that we can start getting model data running out there, uh, getting the warnings and watches and get people informed about that. Uh, Because, again, you mentioned it's within 48 hours that something is expected to impact land. And this could be potentially one of those systems. It's not a tropical system now, um, but it's expected to be. But we'll see what actually happens uh, with that system.
0: Yeah, and there is a a layout that the Hurricane Center uses in the National Weather Service offices. If if it's within a certain amount of hours, then a tropical storm watch will be put out if it's within a certain amount of hours in, any sooner it's a warning if everything's still going forward so there is a method to the madness that I goes think it's along still
1: 48 right 48 is the watch and 36, 36 hours I want to say is the is warning.
0: warning yeah i believe yeah. so unless yeah. that's changed on us but you know thankfully we don't have a named yet a name system yet and i did just a little digging for for the fun of it um the united states have been using names since uh 1953 and the Atlantic Basin picked that up going into 1979. So we've been doing this for a little while. And, of course, names can get retired. But I, I was looking at the list, and uh, a storm that has kind of impacted the area that is on the docket again, storm name, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hermine is, is on there again. So it's kind of ah, weird that I remember the gone name, through uh, Hermine. six years already.
1: Yeah, uh, so. so many cycles that we go through already. I, um, I remember the name Hermine. I couldn't tell you exactly. What I, actually happened? I just system. remember,
0: and like you said earlier, we kind of remember certain ones that that affected me more. So whenever I was living in Southwest Georgia, moved over uh, South Central Georgia, kind of up seventy five and Valdosta in that area, so it wasn't as big of a, uh, an issue over here in the Coastal Empire in the Low Country. But you know, just, uh, just a tidbit, throwing it out there. So that was
1: at your first tropical system? I don't know when you it, were in TV. It was because I remember one my, my first. first.
0: I you know, I should, I remember like my first tornado that I was on TV for and things like that, but not necessarily the tropical system. Cause that was, took a little bit of time for that to come in based on just kind of when I started and all that.
1: Yeah. So. Mine, when I was working in North Carolina, in New Bern, North Carolina, the first one was Bonnie, I believe Hurricane Bonnie. Wow. Uh, that was in 1998, I think the summer. And then the year after that is when we had uh, Floyd and Dennis and there was another one after that. I think Irene
0: so you kind of got baptized by fire. Right? Uh, yeah, oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, growing up in the Northeast and going to school up in the Northeast, we didn't concentrate too much on, on tropical mm-hmm. uh, activity. So it was, uh, it was really more of a, um, you know, trial by, you know, just fire, whatever you call it there, you, you throw it into the fire so and uh, yeah. And go from there.
0: Well, I know that, you know, up there you have more so the Nor'easters and they can produce their own winds and, and trouble and, and waves and, And kind of going on that with a northeasterly flow, looking at models for for today, maybe by Sunday, you know, if this low follows the track and forecast. Um, Like you said earlier, direct impacts probably not from from this system.
1: As far as any wind. But
0: indirect, you have a wind direction that would change. So if we're on the northern side of a system that is rotating counterclockwise, then we'd be getting that Northeast wind. So I know that we might not get a lot of rain, probably not even any outer rain bands if it follows, you know, the more Southern trajectory, but for boaters, for beachgoers, it will be a bit breezier right on the coast. Anytime you have that Northeast wind that picks up a little bit as well, and is very consistent, especially with the system to the South, you're going to have the issue for rip currents. I think that's going to be the big thing that we'll talk about here into our weekend into the weekend especially sunday because um you know we need everyone to stay safe out in the water and also wave heights might be elevated a little bit i don't think it's too strong of a wind that it's really going to mess that up and they're already only at one to two feet so that's not too bad and also our uh tides haven't been too high they've been capping in you know the low eights but we could see if you know these waves stack up or whatever we we could see you know minor coastal flooding or something of the sort
1: It'd be interesting to see how the system reacts with the cold front because we have a cold front expected to move through Friday and move south of the area by Saturday. So that should help keep whatever that system is to our south. But um, maybe that that front's not going to have a lot of moisture, but I think it'll give us a chance for some storms Friday. But does that moisture which is being thrown into that front, does that help enhance some of the rain uh, along that front wherever it may be? I mean, there's certainly a possibility uh, with that enhancing some of the rainfall and again wherever the front is too that will have a big impact on what our wind directions are as well
0: when you have two big players of of what could cause moisture like uh, two different lifting mechanisms as a low pressure tropical low potentially versus a cold front models either overdo it or underdo it very rarely do they get them right so it will be interesting to see that set up but i can't imagine it you know not bringing any rain that front looks like we're at least going to get something right with it and it's
1: definitely going to knock our temperatures down from yeah, the 90s to the 80s really
0: and and if that low
1: pressure once it moves out there's a there's a very good opportunity for it to strengthen but how much of that is going to happen with as it's interacting with that front is it going to be more of a tropical subtropical system if it's interacting with that front um, until it moves away i know the the european really Start to intensify that as it gets up near North Carolina. Right.
0: And this looks like it would be all offshore where this intensification would be happening. So as it intensifies, it would be pulling away from us. So that's important to note, too, that it's going to be moving away from our coastline and probably getting a little bit stronger. You know, maybe it won't even be named till then. I I don't know. We
1: don't know. We don't know. We're just just speculating, throwing things out there right now because... Again, we can only go by what the computer models are suggesting, and until it really get a better idea of where the center is, and, and models, computer models ingest that data, they'll have a better handle on what's going to be happening.
0: It's trying to trying to paint without a brush here. You got it. You got to get that center first. So, yes. well, I got to ask Dave, how's the, how's the soil temperature going? I know we've been talking about grass talk here. That's been it's been a consistent thing now because I'm seeing we got a little bit of rain. Yes. I, I'm hoping that helped out a little bit because. The drought monitor wasn't looking good there for a while. I'm hoping that some it of improved. Rain. It improved a yeah. little bit
1: inland areas, not here along the coast. Right. And uh, we've been pretty dry still. Even getting some of those storms. We actually had some good rain showers yesterday, uh, but still widely scattered. Uh, I know when I was out getting my uh, fertilizer at the store, uh, it was pouring there. I was on my phone with my daughter, I said, is it raining there? She said, no, it's not even raining at our house. Yeah. So it, it kind of bypassed. Not It wasn't widespread, which we'd like to see. Um, but yeah, the, the dry conditions out there, it looks like they're going to really be continuing. We don't have much in the way of any rain and we're heating up too. We got some nineties coming up here, uh, through Friday, but hopefully we get at least some rain out of whatever is coming here Friday and into Saturday.
0: Yeah. You know, it is a bit of a temperature roller coaster as we climb up here, mid nineties, Thursday and Friday or in that range, maybe more so in Western areas and then mid to upper eighties for the coast. But then as we deal with the front the system wrapping wind in from the Northeast, you know, then we've got some mid eighties, mid upper eighties to enjoy this weekend. And then we see the slow climb back up lower nineties by Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. So it's, it's brief, but it is odd that, you know, on Thursday, the average hike is to 88. It is odd that we are below average for a couple of days. usually where it seems like we're always above it these days.
1: No, that's, you know, that's the effect of the cold front, uh, which should hopefully bring us some very nice weather Sunday, Monday, even into Tuesday.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe some decent time to get outside, maybe not for boaters, because it might be a bit choppy there, the right. waves. You know how the, the coastline is. It kind of just slopes in a way that the waves will stack up whenever you've got the northeasterly wind, and that just doesn't make for a great time on these small crafts. So,
1: And uh, that usually helps the tides stay a little bit higher than those mm-hmm. normal values as well. Yeah, so. we'll,
0: we'll definitely be watching that. But thankful that, uh, you know, we get to sit here and kind of dissect this a little bit but not have a major impact for us whatsoever and even if we, we're not gonna we're here. going to yeah. um, we kind of need the rain and and you know it might take a tropical system week like this to to get us back on track in regards to the drought monitor which will come out uh, Thursday and of course we will let you know you guys know what uh, what that's looking like that's right all
1: right everybody that is uh, something we'll be watching here in the first alert weather center and don't forget if anything does develop you can track any tropical system on the Wtoc first alert weather app That is another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. Have yourself a great weekend.